0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to today's episode of Everyday Truth. Glad that you're with us, as always. Have my uh, postcard of the day, and it's a posta coaster It's a postcard, but it's a coaster where you can put your coffee mug on it. And this is really kind of neat. It's from uh, Kevin and Heather Pridemore uh, from... Uh, Florida, but they took their anniversary trip, 22nd anniversary, congratulations, guys, on that, to Alaska and picked up this really cool posta coaster. So there it is. They put this fun fact on the backside of this uh, posta coaster 50% of all eagles are in Alaska. That's an amazing fact. Of course, I, I don't want to be the guy that's stood out there and counted all those eagles, but I'm sure it was a guesstimate, but that's uh, interesting. I'll tell you what else is interesting, and that is the Word of God. And so let's jump into Jeremiah chapter number seven, brand new chapter today. And what what a, a unique sermon this is. Remember, uh, Jeremiah is a collection in part of some of the sermons that God had inspired Jeremiah, to give to a very rebellious nation. And one of those sermons is recorded for us here in Jeremiah chapter number seven. And it took place at a very strange place. Look at verse number one, Jeremiah chapter seven, verse number one, uh, where the Bible says the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. And I never want to gloss over statements like that because a good sermon The right kind of sermon is always a word that comes through a human resource to people, but really from God. The the most important part of a message is, who is it from? Now, obviously, who is it to? That's important. But who is it from? Uh, What gives a message authority is its source. And the source of the message here is God, the word of God. Look at verse number two. Here's the message. Stand in the gate of the Lord's house and proclaim there this word and say. So the very first thing God tells Jeremiah is, Jeremiah, here's where I want you to preach this message. I want you to preach this message at the very entering in of the gate of the Lord's house, or we would say the temple. Now think about that. The temple The the temple of God, the the Solomonic temple, was the most beautiful building in in Israel, in Judah. It was the most religious place on earth. It was the place where God met man, right? The the temple. It's the place where people went to worship God and they dressed the part. They brought their sacrifices with them. It was a place of prayer. I mean, there wasn't a more spiritual or holy place on earth than the temple. And yet God said, Jeremiah, I want you to go to the very front door of the temple, and I want you to preach this message as people come in. It would be, and this wouldn't be an exact illustration, but it would be kind of like you're going to church on Sunday, and you've got your Bible, and you're wearing your Sunday best, perhaps, and you are intending to go in and participate in the singing and you're going to give in the offering and you're going to listen to the message and you're going to work in a ministry and, and all of what church is for you. But can you imagine as you are arriving at church to do all the things that you always do if somebody were at the front door of your church and they were preaching a message and telling you that your entire day and you're in, all of your intended activities were in vain. Uh, this was completely empty and you needed to get right with God. Uh, you might look at that a little bit suspiciously or at least shockingly. Why would somebody be standing at the door of the temple preaching? And yet that's exactly what God tells Jeremiah to do. Look at verse number two again. Here, here's the message. And say, the Lord says, and say, hear the word of the Lord, all ye of Judah that enter in at these gates to worship the Lord. So this message is a message for every single person who comes through these doors, the entire country, from rich to poor, from old to young, male and female, just everybody. This is a message that applies to everybody. Verse number three: Thus saith the Lord of hosts. So here is the the message, and it's a message to those that have come in ostensibly to worship God. Uh, they're there for ostensibly the right reason. And w- watch the message. Verse three: Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel: Amend your ways and your doings, and I will cause you to dwell in this place. What a statement! amend, in other words, change your ways and your doings, and I will cause you to dwell in this place. Now, think about the implication. The implication is, if you don't get right, if you don't change your direction, that's your way. If you don't change your your habits, that's your doings. If you don't change where you're going and how you're living, then you're not going to have this place forever. Forever. Now, that, that's an amazing statement, because uh, if there ever was a building that was had an air of permanence to it, it was the temple. I mean, structurally, the temple was made of stone. It was so well made. Already, when Jeremiah was preaching this message, the temple was 300 years old, and so it looked probably just as good as it did on the day it was built, and, and then— God had given promises uh, to the temple, or at least to David. Remember that when your son builds the temple, it will be a temple that that God would honor forever and forever. And so erroneously, the people of God were thinking this temple will never be destroyed. And yet, what does God say here? God says, if you don't change your direction, if you don't change your habits, then you're not always going to have this place. I'm, going to, I'm not going to always allow you to come to this place. Now, they might have been thinking, well, what that means is that we're going to be judged. And that's certainly true. But what the Bible goes on to say is, no, the very temple itself would be destroyed. That would be something unthinkable to God's people. And all of it was based upon their stubborn behavior. So think 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 about this, they're coming to the temple, they're coming to worship. We've already learned that. They're coming to the right place to do the right thing and yet they're living wrongly. They're coming to the right place to do the right thing and yet they're living wrongly. I wonder sometimes if we don't go to the right places to do the right things, But our lifestyle tells an entirely different story. That's what Jeremiah is getting at here. They were going to the right place. The temple, for us, we're going to church. We're going to Bible study. We're going to our Christian school. We're going to fill in that blank. And we're going to do right things. We're going to sing. We're going to give. We're going to preach. We're going to serve. We're going to help. We're going to... And yet the Bible says, because their way, their direction, and their doings, their habits... Told a different story, they were the subject of God's judgment. Look at verse number four. Trust ye not in lying words, saying, The temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord are these. So, why were the people living in such callousness toward their own sinful behavior? Because they were believing what some of the false prophets were saying. And that was, hey, we've got the temple of God. Nothing will ever happen to this. We've got the temple of God. Nothing will ever happen to us. We have God's promises. We have God's provision. Uh, we, we have our worship. We have our religious, uh, our religious system here. No, nothing bad will ever—I know we might not be totally right with God, but they were putting a false trust in what God had provided without thinking about their relationship with the God of the provision. Does that make sense? Sometimes we we have a false sense of security because we have all the accoutrements of religion. We go to a big church that uh, is a nice building and we have big offerings and revival services, and we have all the methods, and we have all of the machinery uh, of the things that would indicate that we have good religion. And yet, what does the Bible teach? The Bible teaches that they weren't close to God at all. They had just made this all about the trappings of religion, the beautiful temple, the things they were doing, the game they were playing. And Jeremiah stood there at the door of that temple and said, no, no, no. And don't think for a second just because you've got a preacher that tells you what you want to hear, or you've got some kind of a counselor in your life that tells you the things that make you feel good, that that means for a moment that you're not facing the imminent judgment of God. Don't listen to those lies, is what the preacher said. Look at verse number 5. For if ye throughly, we would say today thoroughly, amend your ways and your doings, if ye truly or thoroughly execute judgment between a man and his neighbor, if ye oppress not the stranger, that would be like the, the foreigner, the stranger, the immigrant, the fatherless, the widow, shed not innocent blood in this place, neither walk after other gods to your hurt, then I will cause you to dwell in this place, in the land that I give to your fathers forever and ever. So what they needed to do was change their ways. What they needed to do was change their habits. Why? Because their ways and their habits indicated that they were taking advantage of others and the people that were most vulnerable in that society, like the immigrants, uh, like like the fatherless, orphans, like the widows. So they were taking advantage of people all the while giving offerings, all the while making sacrifices, all the while singing songs, all the while wearing the religious garb, all the while doing all of the outside things that made it seem like, oh, we're all about the temple. We're all about religion. We're all about God. And what Jeremiah said is if you're all about God, then you'll be all about helping the people that can't do anything in return to you helping the poor and the needy and the vulnerable, but you're not doing that. As a matter of fact, what you're actually doing is dishonoring God because you're not honoring these people and you're also harboring in your heart idolatry. Did you see that? When it said in verse number six, neither walk after other gods to your hurt. So here they were going to worship the God, going to the temple of the God or bringing sacrifices to the God. And yet the Bible says they were following other small g gods. So even as they were practicing their religion, they weren't treating people right. Even as they were practicing their religion, they were harboring loyalties to other false gods when they weren't at the temple. And what a what an indictment of modern-day Christianity. No, the, the, the truest reflection of the authenticity of a Christian is how does he treat other people, and how does he worship God in an unadulterated way, no idols. God, I serve you from a pure heart, and that pure heart of service is reflected in the way that I love and serve others. Love God, serve others. Does that sound familiar? That's why God posted a preacher, not at the pulpit, not in the Sunday school classroom, but right at the front door of the temple. Hope that helps today. We're going to jump into verse number uh, seven next episode. Hope you'll uh, join us for that. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.